Howdy, Ags, from the tailgate, home of Aggie football. This is the coach, the delivery man. What up, Corey? What's up, Al? Man, we had a little break here. Nothing really going on in the football world, so we took a little hiatus, but uh, we're back. Yes, we are. Today's episode brought to you by Frida Homes, Building Aggie Dreams, custom home builders with over 15 years of experience in the Brazos Valley. If you're looking for someone that cares about you and the details you care about, contact Frida Homes. Visit them on Instagram at Frida.Homes or just give Justin a call at 979-450-4466. When you call, just remember, everyone loves their Frida Homes. Uh, don't forget, folks, email us at asktailgate at gmail.com. Visit us on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, Twitter, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. Couple comments from the tailgate. Let's hear them. Our boy Hollywood says he likes the intro song about sports. There you go. About sports. Uh, Par, he believes we're a basketball podcast now. Yeah, Par's a dipshit. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, today's football topic, we're going to talk a little bit about the Jimbo Presser. Yep. Opening presser for the spring practice. And uh, spring practice starts today, so we'll, mm. you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Pro Day next Tuesday is another little event coming up. Um, so a couple of things starting to ramp up on the football world, which is great. Yes. Which is great because we're getting excited and ready for 2023 Aggie football. That's something to talk about, finally. Um, let's, let's cap off a little conversation on basketball. Go ahead. Look, Aggies obviously lose first round, Penn State. Ugly. Ugly loss. Ugly. Uh, 59-76, the final score. But look, they finished the season 25-10. and 10, yeah. Obviously second in the SEC, not only in the regular season, but also in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of folks are focusing on that loss to Penn State. <coughs> well, but it's the last thing that happened. Yeah. It is the last thing that happened. But today I also want to focus some on the entire season because I think – as an overall picture of what what happened to this with this Aggie basketball team, I thought it was a great great year for Buzz. I thought it was a great year by the players. You know the way they play to me is not only is it a lot of fun to watch, but it's also it's it's kind of inspiring the effort that they play with. Right, because they don't have the best players. Buzz will tell you that we don't have the best players. They just have a and that's no team. offense to the guys on that team. No, no offense to the guys on that team. No. You know, and and look, they they walked into that game against Penn State, and they ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw, right? I mean, those guys couldn't basically couldn't miss from three point land, especially in the first half. I mean, they they, they shot just absolutely lights out. Well, they were wide open too. I mean, some of those well, threes were wide. Open. Some of those threes were like three feet behind the li- the line. They too. were, but I mean, that's been an Aggie problem all year. I mean. They've been giving up a lot of wide open three pointers, but I mean, yeah. they they play good defense except for that. That's like they're probably their and biggest example. I also thought, and and credit to Penn State because with a little bit of time to prepare for what the Aggies do and their and sort of their scramble defense and the way they pass things off, uh, you know, on all screens, you know, these guys knew that they had a matchup with their best player yep. that they could continually try to exploit against. Lesser defenders. They, right. were, they were getting him on Taylor. They were getting him on shorter guys 
even Boots at times played the good defense, but the guy made shots over the top of Taylor got in foul trouble early, too. Yeah. He got him out of the rhythm. It's hard to get in the rhythm when you're in foul trouble. You know, and then they couldn't hit shots, right? Right. They couldn't hit shots. I mean, Will Taylor had a – Wade Taylor had a horrible day from the field. He was 2 of 15 from the field. Yeah. He was 1 of 10 from from the three-point line. Yeah. I mean, he just – and it, as as the game went on, you could see he was he was forcing it a little bit from oh, the yeah. outside. You know, they're trying to get back into it, and and so he didn't he didn't have a good game by any means. Ten turnovers throughout you know in in the game, which is not not crazy amount. It's you know, but it um it was a little bit sloppy at times. Yeah, but then I, the the one thing I noticed was Penn State was very prepared. I mean, they did great a great job of getting the ball to the guys open off of some of these switches, right? Right. And in the transition, as, as we were trying to go into some sort of, you know, trap or something like that, they, they were finding the open guy really quickly and giving him an opportunity, an easy shot. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch the second half. I watched the first half, turned it off. It's like, this isn't looking good. I was done after that. Well, the second half looked a lot like the first half. Well, so stats showed that. Um, but what but, I will say... The SEC as a whole, if you go back for the season, I'm very impressed with the SEC. People were talking about it. Aggies finished second in the SEC. Yeah. The SEC had, I don't know, seven or eight teams make the tournament. The Big 12 had, like, almost everybody make it. The Big 12 has two teams left in the Sweet 16. SEC has three. Yeah. That's impressive. And we had a chance to get more in there. I mean, a couple of those games could have gone the other way. We could have been talking four or five teams in the Sweet 16 from the SEC. Yeah, and they were talking about the SEC. Oh, it's a down. It's not a down year. We were the second best team in the SEC, and the record doesn't lie. Yeah, look at where the Big Ten stands right now, right? I mean, yeah. Purdue's gone. Everybody, they're on exactly. I mean, that's you know, everybody thought throughout the year that that was a conference that was that was better, right? Yeah, and they got they got a lot of guys into the tournament, by right? The way, you know, and and a lot of those guys are gone, yeah. and and so. There is something to be said about the, what the Aggies did right. in the SEC exactly. and, and the wins that they were able to get there. I mean, you know, Tennessee. Tennessee's a good team. They showed it in, they showed it in the tournament, right? So right. they have so far. Yeah. And Arkansas, right? Talent. Look where they're yeah, talent, yeah. right? And these are teams – Arkansas are teams we beat twice. Auburn. Right? We beat them. Auburn. They had right. Houston on the ropes first half. They're up by ten. So, so you you sit there and you look at those those things. And to me, as I look back on the season, is it where we wanted to end up? No, by no means. Mm-hmm. Did we want to see that matchup against Texas? Sure, we did. Yeah, you know, all those things are true. But at the end of the day, I still look back and say, at the beginning of the season, if this was the, was the result and somebody gave me, I would have said, yeah, that's a pretty good damn year, right? Not bad. Twenty five and ten. Yeah, yeah, I'd take that. All day. Go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, the result wasn't pretty. I would, I'd love to see a closer game. I would yeah. stay away for that. But um, look, I think the other thing that we got to give them a lot of credit for is the development of some of the players too. Oh, right yeah. from the beginning of the season through the end of the season, I thought that the development was very clear. Starting with Wade Taylor, right. who at the beginning of the year was very sporadic. Mm-hmm. Right. He was, you know, a turnover machine. Right. You know, had some issues. And by the time he, we were playing deep into the SEC, uh, he was, well, he was a first-team All-SEC player. Right. Point guard. He was the best yeah. point guard in the SEC. Right. The best. Not the second best. The oh. best point guard in the SEC. I agree. He's one. 
should be back next year, right? Yeah. Boots as as the year went on, and he you know he was sort of our sort of steadying factor early. Yeah. But then man, there was a run there where he was ta- he was taking over, right? Right. And so his his continued development, uh, solo, mm-hmm. you know, coming off better. the bench, Garcia, Garcia, yeah. unbelievable improvement throughout the year. At the beginning, he was a liability throughout yeah. times, very you know insecure with the basketball. And by the end of the season, I mean the dude was a, I mean a big time force for this team, especially defensively on the boards and hustle plays, all those types of things. Right? Marvel was very. He got a good look, little hook shot that turned towards the end of the season. He got pretty good with that shot. Hey, look, I like what Hefner Hefner was doing towards yeah. the end of the season. I like his contributions. I think he'll come back and next year be a, a bigger factor. Even, right? You know, um, Oseki so, coming back healthy next year be big. Yeah, and and so you look at it, you look at it overall the player development, which shows one how hard these guys work yeah. throughout the the year to get better, right? The things that Buzz does to help them get better, to get them comfortable, to get them to buy in. I right. think all and and to me, what else can you ask, right? No, that's exactly what he, that's the kind of player he goes out and looks for. He doesn't try to get the best player out there, like the top. 10 player, you know, a one and done. I, I, I haven't seen him look for that yet. He looks for guys that fit his system. They're athletic, not oversized, but can run and jump. We probably need some better shooters, you know, three-point shooters. And we got some. Uh, Dennis turned out to be a great find from Wichita State. Yeah. Defensive stopper, hit some big shots, athletic. I mean, that guy is so athletic. I mean, that block he had, where he, oh, that was just oh, amazing, oh, oh. the way he just caught it. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't yeah. block it. He caught the yeah, damn thing was, in the air. It was impressive. Look, and I, and I do think, that, you know, there's a chance that the constant energy that these guys play with, night in and night out, probably hurts them a little bit when they get to the tournament late in the season. You know, they, they, their legs, they've got, they played a ton of games because they got to the finals in the tur- in the SEC tournament, right? All those things, but, it, you know, they could have had a little bit of dead leg by the time they got to the tournament. I don't know about that, but, I mean, if we win the game, we keep playing. That's the way it is. I mean, when I was young, their age, you can play basketball every day. You know, tired or not, I still go out and play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Buzz figured out his lineup to where he was giving guys rest more than, you know, the beginning of the year he was playing 10, 12 players. And we lost some teams like Wofford, games we shouldn't have lost. Then he shrunk that. It was like six. No, I mean, it went to like eight. I mean, he kept, Hefner came in a little bit, not gave him some. Gordon. Gordon came in off the bench. Uh, Garcia was coming in. So that's. Three guys but, that you have you know, on the bench. But I'll tell you, even even then, at one point, to, those are very short minutes for some of those guys. And those roles expanded and expanded and expanded as the season went on. The only thing I'd like to see in the future, I mean, I want to keep the aggressive style, but keep the fouls down. Marvel and Coleman got in too much foul trouble too quick uh, in certain games. And it, you have to get a rhythm in basketball. If you don't get a rhythm you're not in the game, it's hard to get in that rhythm. I thought that... The one guy that really did not, you know, have a better year this year was Coleman. Yeah, I thought so too. You know, and so it'll be nice to see him one more year mm-hmm. and be able to see if he comes back and and has the kind of year that we expected from him this year. I'm curious to see if Buzz changes up the lineup and puts a more traditional four-man in there, a one that can – like traditional now is a guy that can pop out and hit the three. Coleman and Marble, it seems to me like they would take up a lot of each other's space because they do a lot of the same things. They're close to the buckets. Neither one of them is a three-point shooter. Yeah. Um, anything outside the free throw line, it's 
The thing Great. about it, though, the thing about it is that they don't have the sort of length, really, to... They they almost need two big guys because they don't have one dominant big guy, right? right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of one of those situations. And, you know, with Garcia, he's a little bit more athletic, so I think he'll help in that sense. I mean, he he started to get comfortable at least shooting a three every once in a while there towards the end of the season. I think if Garcia um, played more, he'd be our leading rebounder. Yeah. I mean, that guy is so good at timing and getting position. He's a Dennis Rodman type. I mean, he gets in there and he battles. I mean, he's around the ball all the time. I love that guy. Yeah, no, and and we'll talk a little bit more about what to expect next year. But just as a finishing piece on this basketball season, congratulations to the to the team. Congratulations to Buzz. Thanks for a great year. Just wanted to put that out there because those guys work their butts off, and I love yeah. watching them play. We expect you to do better next year. <laughs> a quick hit on baseball. We'll start hitting more baseball starting next pod and all that stuff, but. One one out of three against LSU this past weekend. LSU, who's ranked number one in the country, mm. uh, they had to have a comeback on Sunday to get that one win. To be you know, to be honest about that, you know, but that, that's a that's a really good team. They don't get a break here. They go this weekend, Tennessee. and they have Tennessee, who's number two in the country, and the very next weekend, Ole Miss, who's number three in the country. SEC's a gauntlet in baseball. We're going to find out a lot about this team yeah. real quick, real fast. And they're doing it without Minnick and, a, and a couple of other guys. And yeah. Warner at third base as, as well. So, right. you know, guys that they'll get back. Um, all right. So, we're going to get into football first. Oh, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $100. That's right. Make your first bet up to $100, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, same-game same parlay, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props. Props your betting options feel endless. Endless. Right? Endless. We like endless options because there's always some of these props that, you know, sort of just give yeah. you an urge to Ooh. give you an urge to try this thing out. Can't Not to up. mention, every once in a while, you know, you like to find these off sports that you want to throw a little money down on. There you go. Like cricket. Lots of money on men's basketball tournament this past yeah. weekend, right? Uh, best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $100. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Corey, let's talk a little football. And I'm ready. First things first, so, you know, opening day of spring practice today, Fisher had his press conference, um, you know, to sort of start the process. It's always educational. Yeah. Um, You know, regular deal, excited to start, you know, excited to get the team out on the field, you know, all those things. Uh, But he also gave us a couple little little tidbits, starting with some folks that are out for the spring. All right, so... Herb on the offensive line, Bryce on the offensive line, Wyckoff, Zune, all those guys out. Harmon, the defensive back, is out right now. He said he's probably going to be back before the end of spring. 
Platt, the freshman tight end, said out right now with an injury from from high mm-hmm. school. Should be back during the spring. Hopefully, get some time, playing time there. Well, most of these guys are they like little injuries or something significant. Uh, well, you know, most of them are stuff from last year. A lot of offensive linemen. Yeah, the offensive linemen. Yeah, that's what we need. Oh, and right, and right out for the spring as well. Max. Yeah, Max. Oh. And so, uh, you know, the, for the offensive linemen, a lot of those things are are things that were nagging after the year and whatever. Bryce is getting close to Foster, getting close to recovery. He's already playing track. Um, so he's, he's on the track team and he's competing. So, you know, he's basically, he's basically recovered, but he won't play, he won't play in spring ball because of track. That's a group of guys you need together for a long time to work together, do you not? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, offensive line better it, than anybody. It doesn't help that he's, he's out every, every season, but look, the guy, look, the guy's better at track than he is at football right now. So I don't blame well, him. I'm not just talking about Bryce. I'm talking about the other guys that have injuries that, I mean, Zoom, for sure. you said Wyckoff. Yeah. Uh, that's a and so it will be interesting two or three to see. starters you just mentioned. Hunter Herb obviously as a backup you, you he hadn't gotten much reps so you you would like to have him in there getting reps. Um, Wyckoff as well just a guy that you you played center for you most of last year right. so you you want him in there getting the reps especially with Foster out right. So we'll see who the who the, who the center is going to be with the first group probably Strickland I'm guessing but you know that's going to be an interesting. Part no. of it, and the center is always a critical part of the offensive line, so no. that's pretty big. Um, and then Zoom, you know, got his first, you know, starting experience this past year. You'd love to have him in there to get some continuity and some things like that. But he's he he played part of the year last year with some with some injuries, so mm. you know, get him get him right. The one thing yeah. you don't want to do is yeah. sort of aggravate something there. Another note. Incoming transfer, so exciting. The wide receiver from Utah. Oh, yeah. Tyron Smith, man. Tyron Smith, big year. Big he's going to have a big year for Utah. Well, that was it. What? <laughs> he's going back to Utah? He's going back to Utah. Oh. Uh, or transferring out. He doesn't want to be here. Apparently, he is. He, he clearly sees that he is not going to get into the death chart at wide receiver. So, I think he's 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 pieced out. That sucks for him. Uh, another piece, he confirmed some of the coaching changes that we talked about on offense. Cooley, uh, Coley going to back to tight end. Craig back to wide receiver, so on and so forth. Right. Um, and then, you know, really talked about bringing in the new running back, Coach Blackwell. You know, who <laughs> – uh, good old Jimbo. You know, just doesn't – you know, he doesn't really – he doesn't really tell you much. But – Did he say anything about the, the new offensive coordinator? Yeah, he says Bobby's a guy with lots of experience, knows a lot of things. Yeah. He's known him for a long time. Uh he also said that, you know, when asked what happened with that with the hire when, you know, he was gonna come and then he decided to go to was it Nevada or Yeah. Uh one of those over there. UNLV. UNLV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh UNLV and, and he says, Well, no, we were still on him. We we're still on him. Hmm. And what he doesn't tell you is yeah, he. We interviewed. I thought it was all right, but I uh, really wanted to hire somebody else that told me no, so I had to go back to my previous choice. <laughs> he didn't say that. No, he didn't tell me that. He didn't tell me that. So I do want to talk a little bit, Jimbo, because Jimbo was in the presser today, and talk it. Let me just say this, and I want to make this as clear as I possibly can. All right, that dude's a freaking idiot. Wait, wait, he, wait, 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 wait. Jimbo Fisher Jimbo? is a freaking ignorant idiot. Oh, come and on. he's full of shit, too. About what? He's full of shit. Listen. 
what does he come out and it's the same thing? And he gets asked about Petrino. Hey, so who, so is, uh, what's what's going to happen with the scheme and things like that? And he goes, Oh no, we're not even working on scheme. We're just all we're doing is trying to you know get better and executing the details and blah blah blah. How do you not working on scheme? Are you really telling me that you're not trying to figure out what it is that you're doing next season yeah. as an offense? Right now in the spring, are you telling me that you're not at least putting together a semblance of a base playbook? Because if you're not, then you're just wasting the damn spring. You're a freaking idiot. He's so a what, freaking idiot. You think Jimbo just gave him his playbook and said, here, run these plays? It's what, call, it's, it's what he sounded him, like yesterday. Right. Now, he did say, he did say, yeah, he's calling plays. Yes, he's calling plays. So but calling even when, even players. before he said that, he hesitated. He's like, oh, you know, we're going to do that and get that done and blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of turns back and says, no, but we're gonna we're gonna let him call plays. All the plays are the same, but all the plays are the same. All the plays are the same. Here's, <laughs> Jesus. you know how many times he said execute? Oh, I don't know. Make a drinking. I game mean, out of it? Well, you could make a drinking game out of it. I can't remember. I mean, I do remember. You remember last year, right? I mean, throughout the through, throughout the season, every press conference after every single game that they played last year mm-hmm. and got their ass whooped during those games, including a team like. Oh, Appalachian State. Appalachian State. What did he come out and say? Uh, For an offense that, by the way, was one of the worst in the entire country, we just got to execute. That's it. We just got to execute. Yeah. He said the same shit today. We just got to execute. Well, let me tell you something, Jimbo. We don't just have to execute. You have to prepare them and put the players in a position to be successful to execute. You got to put them in a position to be able to physically execute against a competition that's a pretty tough competition because oh. the SEC, by the way, pretty stacked. Pretty good. Pretty, Look, pretty, pretty good. this freaking conversation of his and all his little commentary about execute, he sounds like a freaking idiot every time he gets up there. And you know why? I'm starting to believe because it's more of the fact that he is an idiot. Oh. He's a freaking idiot. You know what else he says? Oh, this is Trash and Jimbo Day, huh? Oh, this is Trash Jimbo Day. All right, Jimbo, get ready. Feel free to call me. Corey. Yeah. Tell me. I'm telling you. What do you got to do? What? To execute. You got to coach. You got to prepare. You got to, I guess it's coaching. You got to run plays. You got to scheme. You got to have a a system, I guess you want to say. A plan. You got a plan? A plan. A plan? And here's the thing, right? You look at each individual player. You say, hey, let's talk, I don't know, Anaya Smith. Mm-hmm. Take Anaya Smith. You say, what are the things that Anias does really well? All right? How do we use those things against this other player on this other defense from this other team? Right. What are the things that those guys do real poorly? And then we scheme it up right. to where we combine what our player does well with what their player doesn't do so well. And boom, we don't right? Do we don't do that. Offensive line-wise. We don't do that. Okay? Yeah. What do our guys struggle with? Okay? So what do we do to help them with the things that they struggle with? I'm trying to think. I mean. <laughs> a little bit of everything last year. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, like this idea of, oh, we just got to execute. That's not, that's not coaching, by the way. Coaching is not, we just got to execute. Coaching is schematically making sure that your players are in the best position to execute. And then, if they can't do it, Doing something different. Doing something different because it sure as hell ain't freaking working. Right? Mm-hmm. It didn't work all last year, I promise you that. No. 
I mean, I watched every single moment of every game that that team played, and I promise you, nothing was fucking working. I'm, this just drives me insane. You know? Absolutely drives me insane. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more. Go ahead. Jimbo and his diatribe about, you know, executing says everyone in college football, in pro football, in high school football does the same thing. Do they? They all run the same plays. They're all the same thing. Gotcha. I don't know. So why, are we, paying, why has, are we paying him $90 million? In? I'm not sure why we're paying him at all. I mean, if he's saying everybody does the same thing, then why, why, are we, why is he getting paid $90 million? I don't understand why in the world we're paying him at all. We could go hire a high school coach every day. Yeah. He's doing the same thing. Same thing. And by the way, that tells me this dude apparently ain't watching football at all. I probably not. He, he, he could not have watched one <laughs> single game in college football last year because nobody on the freaking planet ran the same crappy-ass offense we did last year. That's for damn sure. Well, they were executing. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what? You know what? All that so tells me. Let me tell you. Let me ask you a question. So, what is smart and Nick Saban? So, how do they get their players to execute, and, and he can't get his players to execute? Is that a coaching thing? Yeah, it's got to be right. Oh, for sure. I mean, if Georgia has the same players, basically, right? We have. I mean, they might be a little bit higher. A little bit range. better. Alabama maybe a little bit higher. Okay, what about Ole Miss? Yeah, they're not any better than us. No, they out executed the shit out of us last yeah, year. Is Lane Kiffin a better or Mississippi coach? State? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's good. How about Appalachian State. That's what I'm saying. So, so this is my point, though. But then, and then go listen. Go watch an Aggie football game from last year. From he doesn't want to take responsibility for anything. Does no he? responsibility for anything. He wants to put it on the players. That's he? it. Put it on the players. That's it. He's passing the freaking buck. And by the way, he's the only one around here making $95 million. 95 now? Well, it's something like that. Jesus. It's up there. It's up there. But here's the thing. Bless his heart. Go watch Georgia play. And remember how impressive it was to watch those guys in the national championship game and the way they came out and schemed, yeah. schemed that offense to where those guys were <laughs> wide open, making huge plays consistently. Mm-hmm. Go watch Tennessee before Hendon Hooker got hurt. Yeah. Go watch Tennessee and the way those guys were wide open against the same teams we faced, by the way, yeah. and how they executed. Right. And that's a different scheme, by the way. It's also very important to understand that they also are not the slowest team in all of college football like the Aggies were with Jimbo calling plays. Hmm. They, you know, it is frustrating to watch this team consistently, offensively come in, and whenever they, they have it, Coming out of a timeout, they can't Still get the dog on ball snap. Yeah, you know, I this look. I've given him a pass to a certain extent. Right. I've all I've said for as long as I can. I can remember. Look, he he just need he's gonna be fine. He just needs to you know find a coordinator, whatever. He's gonna be a good. Today's con- press conference tells me different. Today's so, press conference tells quick, me all this you're saying right now is Jimbo Fisher on the hot seat on your hot seat. Uh, yeah, I'd have fired him yet today. When, right after that press conference, when he walked Woo-hoo! off the stage, yeah. I'd have fired his ass. What? I said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna hand the reins to Petrino so you can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Take your seventy-seven million dollars and go 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 sit on a ranch." Damn. You know why he's going to have to go sit on a ranch? Because nobody else is going to hire him to be a football coach because they've seen what he's done the last two years mm. here. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, that is ridiculous. And and to tell fans, to tell fans, yeah, 
these things to, to try to try to sell this bill of goods to the general public to the Aggie fans who support this program better than any other fan base supports their program mm-hmm. money facilities attendance the ruckus crowd right Dude, that's an insult to every Aggie fan there is. What he said today is an attack on Aggies. Because he must think we're a bunch of freaking idiots. We must be a bunch of freaking idiots. Oh, yeah, everybody runs the same thing. You're a freaking idiot. That's what I understand. Why would he say something like that? I mean, you can. they say no matter what football person you listen to, they talk about the different systems spread and... You know the eye and and yeah, you know running shoot, running uh, shoot. The, like yeah, just because everybody runs a hitch route doesn't mean it's the same, right? You know what I mean? And they don't all run at the same time. It's all game planning. You see, and what, by the, like you said, what do those teams do well? What can you do to beat that? And not only that, right? By the way, how many how many freaking double moves did the Aggies run? None, but that's a that's a that's a route concept that we don't do. Rubs, rubs, things of that nature. That's the whole thing. Like this guy's idea. I don't. I'm done with the dude. I'm done with the dude. No, not yet. You're not. I'm not. Like another, you're right. I'm going to talk a lot of shit about Jimbo and his shitty ass coaching for the rest of the year. You're right. Well, unless he lives up to his earlier word, where he hands over play call unless Petrino do it, and then we'll see <laughs> the fact that they're actually running a different system. A different system. Yeah. Much different from the one last year that scored 22 points a fucking game. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Embarrassing. That's I mean, embarrassing. That's against SEC defenses, but it's not all against it. Yeah, no. State, yeah. That's not SEC defense. And, and that's my whole thing. It didn't matter. It didn't matter who it was against. That offense was bad. They had like one good game all year. It was against LSU. LSU. Even that UConn game wasn't a good game. The weather was bad. I mean, you get a bunch of excuses. I mean, and that's the thing, but for him, it's always excuses, and the excuses are not about something he did wrong. The excuses are always about, oh, you don't want accountability, our, our players, you know. Yeah. Oh, the two best abilities are availability and accountability, so he's already making excuses. Oh, we were hurt last year. Well, well you know what? That's why you, that's why you recruit all those players. That. He should look in the mirror if he's saying that. You know, I... I couldn't have been more disappointed in what I heard today in that press conference. I mean, I could not have been more disappointed. The only thing that could have disappointed me more, oh, he also said that Connor Wigman's competing with Max Johnson for the starting quarterback job. Liar! First of all. If that's the case, then something's wrong. Liar. Just period. I wonder if he's just saying that to try to keep Max around. Yeah, whatever. Maybe. Max, if you're smart, you're transferring the day... That the transfer portal opens up. Nah, please don't do that, Max. Can't need you. Jimbo's an idiot. Look, man. I'm not disagreeing on that. I to assume mm-hmm. to assume on his part that the Aggie faithful are that dumb and we are just going to take his little stupid ass rambling ass words for it. Right. You know that's that's an insult, man. That's an insult that we should take to heart. And everybody who wants to say, well, he just fits in here. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Because not that, that bullshit doesn't fit in here. Yeah. That bullshit does not fit in in Aggieland. Aggieland is about accountability. Take your, look, take your 
lumps with it, right? Right. Look, my bad. But you know what we're going to do to fix it? We're changing this. We're changing the scheme. We're going out. We're getting a new offensive coordinator. He's going to bring in his system. We're going to do things differently. That's what I understand. If they're not executing, what's he going to do different to make them execute? What's oh. his What's his answer to that? Nothing. I mean, execute. So That's, what are you going to if the guy's not executing? What are you going to do? Well, you know what his answer to that was. Well, we, you know, we've got Anias back, we got Damani back, we got Layden back, and that experience and those that leadership, you know, and that's the things that are going to, you know, they're going to hold each other accountable. We didn't have players last year that were leaders. We didn't have players last year. Nah, we didn't have any change. And and if oh, we did. And if you do have, if if that is the case, then you're doing a crappy job as a coach <clears> providing <throat> the leadership for this team. So these other teams are losing players every year and still winning, like Georgia, yeah. Alabama's. The and Georgia other. won two national championships in a row, but they had the most people drafted out of their off the their team the year before, right? Yeah, that's what I'm Just saying. Wondering. But they need that experience back, though. That's what they needed back. To me, to me, this is the worst possible thing we could have ever heard to start spring practice. It 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 is upsetting to me. It's upsetting to me. It's obvious and. You know, the the worst part about it is if he does make the change, he he really thinks we're so dumb that he thinks that it's the same offense, right? That we're not going to be able to recognize the difference. Oh, God. Like, we're not going to be able to recognize the difference from Petrino's offense to his. We can tell the plays that he's calling before the plays actually call. We know what he's going to do. I mean, we can sit there and be like, oh, this is a running play. Oh, this, he's going – Quick screen, or he's gonna throw the ball deep right here for some damn reason. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, it's like you only called that twice all last year, so I don't know where that comes in. I'm just saying he just does the same damn thing every over and over. Look, you know how excited I was about where we were going with this offense, in spite of the fact that I don't think Petrino's like this great offensive coordinator anymore, right? I thought that he was such an improvement over Jimbo. I was really excited to see these players get a chance to just go out there and show out the talent because Talent is what there is on that team. Right. At the wide receiver position, at the tight end position, at the offensive line position, at the freaking running back position, Mm -hmm. the quarterback position. They're there. I want to just see them open it up. Let's let's see what happens. Let's let these guys make some plays. Well, I'm not all that sure that he's going to do that. I agree. I agree. And then he has the nerve to tell us, Adazio's a great coach. That's why we brought him back. Did you see his performance last year? Did you see what he did last year? Because that's embarrassing for an offensive line to work that way and to be complimented, to compliment the coach. You might as well just tell all your players, you guys suck. It sounds like he's not holding his coaches accountable, is it? He's not. saying that. He's not. You did a great job last year. You know, we had the worst offensive line in the nation, but good job. They didn't execute. We're going to see a lot over the next couple of weeks of spring spring ball. You know, obviously we'll get to see them out on the field a couple of times. I want to go see because I want to come back and tell everybody exactly the differences that I'm seeing in this in these offenses compared mm-hmm. to last year, <clears throat> so that so that people understand. That Jimbo's just feeling, feeding you a line of shit. Mm. Okay? And that's what I want to see. I got you. Alright. Good. Hey. Good job. Good job. Got it out of your system? Got it out of my system. Good. Questions from the tailgate brought to you by David Coffin PLC, tax controversy, controversy and litigation lawyers. 
smart solutions for federal tax issues, experience, respect, and representation for taxpayers. Over 20 years of experience in tax controversy with offices located in South Lake and now opening College Station. Call 817-251-7049. The IRS is after you, man. Let us help you out. All right. Question number one from the tailgate. Yep. Where does this Aggie basketball team go from here? What do we expect in 2024? I said earlier, I expect them to get better and better. 25 and 10 is good. And they had they did great in the SEC. They played above and beyond. The preseason before the pre pre conference mm-hmm. games is where we have to work on that way we don't have to worry about biting our nails halfway through the SEC conference Correct. games. Are we making the tournament? Are we I wanna see it. I mean, they dominated a lot of games this year, but I wanna see domination from the beginning of the season. I'll look to the end. Yeah. Because I mean other teams, Kentucky's reloading, they got the number one recruiting class coming in. They're gonna be good. There's going to be Arkansas. That guy, Musselman, he's doing a great job over there. They're going to be good. Alabama. Alabama's going to be good. There's going to be a lot of competition. Yeah. You know, Auburn's going to be good. I mean, there's – there's. I mean, so, Buzz, just keep doing what you're doing. Let's get some more talent. I think we need more talent. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they do great in his system. Yeah. But that's, that system, I think, can only take you so far. You have to have elite players to get to where we want to get to, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you can only get so far doing with – I mean, Wade Taylor, great player. More, more elite players. Yeah, more elite players. I, I call Wade Taylor an elite player at this point. He's right. He's gotten there. He's, he's right. Worked, he got there. He needs to work on his turnovers and other yeah. assets of, uh, aspects of his yeah. game. But, he, uh, but, yeah, shooting the ball, he shoots the ball great. Better than what I've seen in a long time from Aggie. Handling the ball, he gets a little crazy with it sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, some, he's, sometimes you can see him, he tries too hard, right? Yeah, he wants to get his own shot sometimes. You can tell. You can almost tell when Wade's going to shoot the ball when he comes down court, when he comes off the screen, that he, he's looking for his own shot right here. Even, Which, But he tries too hard even sometimes when he's setting up somebody. Like, he, he'll try the, mm-hmm. the the real special pass instead of just the regular, you know. Yeah, the, the, something, you know, like a no look. Yeah. And like, without a bounce, like, ah, shit, there he goes. Um, but, yeah, what I expect for next year, like I said, the same would be okay, but I want to see better. You know, I want to see 27 wins, 8 losses. Because it starts from game one. Exactly. And to that point, to me, the biggest thing that he's got, the big, his biggest job over the next few months is to keep this team together. Keep them together and add some time. Unlike the last two years where everybody transferred out and right. transferred a bunch in. Like, I understand. Go get another transfer, a guy that's that can help you, whatever. I understand that. I mean, you I can see it. some guys at the you end of the bench transferring out, but I don't see any of your key players transferring out. You should have yeah. seven or players that contribute this year coming back. I but think. there's been guys in the last couple of years that kind of surprised us. Too. <laughs> but yeah. aside from that, they had Bryce Lindsey from IMG Academy, uh, you know, three, four-star type recruit, yeah. point guard, you know, get him in. I think a guy that needs to take a big step is Manny. Yes, because obviously he had the injuries this year. Yeah, but he's got a he's got a lot of potential. He's a lot of boost. So, Lefty, yeah. athletic, and get in the lane. He has a decent shot. But yeah, he's boots a lot with of more length. Yeah, solo. I think has an opportunity to take a huge step mm-hmm. forward. Right, Garcia. Garcia. I mean, another guy keep growing with yeah. Garcia. Um, but then the other pieces keep all those other pieces mm-hmm. right. Marvel, Coleman. Taylor, Hefner, Hefner, Taylor, right? Boots, yeah. I mean, we're going to lose Dexter Dennis. Yeah. You know, he's out of eligibility. Right. We're going to lose Dexter Dennis. But aside from that, hold on. Because that way, when you start the season, all these guys have been through this ringer already. Right. right? They know the defensive system, the shifts, the 
the pressures, the things that, mm-hmm. that make this team good, right? They play with that sort of effort. They can bring everybody else into that. I think Hefner probably plays a little bit bigger role next year. So Manny, those guys, right? And so, to me, that's his biggest job right now. Mm-hmm. Keep the guys he's got on campus, on campus. And then, yeah, you still got to go maybe recruit one or two other guys right. to plug into that, especially if you could find like a, a really good player. Like a Miller? Like Alabama? Well, I think that's a little bit extreme, but yeah, sure. If you can find one of those, I'll take it. Yeah, let's just go ahead and get um, But that'd be, you know, that's I think that's his biggest job right now. So that, like you said, from next year, you're showing it from day one. Day one. Right. You don't want to go six and four or whatever it was in the preseason and lose the games like Wofford. Where right. That puts you... Then you're not, and, and, and then you're not a seven seed, right? You're a yeah. four seed or a three seed or two right. seed, right? And number two in the SEC, that's a that's a you got a chance to be a two seed. But you know what? Watch from Buzz is different from Jimbo. Buzz seems to learn from his mistakes. Yeah, Jimbo hasn't, and that's the biggest thing about those coaches. That's why I think Buzz is a better coach than Jimbo. I think if Buzz yeah. was a football coach, he'd be doing a better job than what Jimbo's doing because he would learn from his mistakes and be like, "This isn't the kind of team we are." Yeah. You know, we're doing something wrong. And Jimbo hasn't learned that because he kept doing the same damn thing over and over again. And this is probably his true first opportunity to keep to get a, a full group basically back. I mean, like I said, we lose Dexter Dennis. But, yeah. you I know, agree. the rest of those guys have a chance to come back. And I think he – and I expect them to. So, yeah. Um, I expect to get a transfer too. I yeah. Buzz likes to transfer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, excited about next year's basketball team. Gotcha. Very, very excited. Yep. Uh, question two. All right, when spring practice is over, yeah, who's the best player on this team offensively? Who's the best player on this team defensively? Well, offensively, I mean, the wide receivers are stacked. I mean, that's where I lean towards the wide receivers. I lean Anias, Moose, Stewart right now. Uh, got a great tight end in green. But the best player, I mean, if Wegman's not one of your top players, are, are, are you are you having a are you worried about the season? No, I think if he's it, it, look, I mean, if Moose and Anias and all those guys are having a great spring, isn't somebody getting them the ball? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, he he doesn't have to be your best player as long as he's he 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 does his job right. I think to me, the thing that stands out, like you said, is the wide receivers. Yeah, and to me, physically. Physically, there's and like their ability to make there's. I mean, look, you know how much I love Anias. Mm-hmm. Anias is my favorite Aggie, 100%. Right. I believe Stewart has a chance to come out of this spring, yeah, as the best player on that offense. I can see that. I also that. believe it could be Moose. But I actually believe that Jimbo is going to force <laughs> Moose to take a step back. I hate that. I, I hate I did. that. He did it last year. He did it last year. What about defense? Ooh, now that's a that's a that's actually a really interesting question. But I I, I expect uh, what's his name, big boy in the middle, McKinley Jackson. No, I expect the sophomore. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> Nolan. Nolan. I expect him to be a year. What? Uh, what are you laughing about? You are the McKinley Jackson, like I love McKinley Jackson. I love him, but I don't think McKinley. There's a lot of growth to be done where he's at in his age. I think Nolan. What you're asking me, spring. I think freshman to sophomore year. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of muscle, technique, everything. If he has good coaching, I think that right there from that freshman, 18, 19, 20 year olds. That's a lot of growth. 
I think he can be a really dominant player. That's why I think. I mean, I think McKinley Jackson is great, but I think he might be close to peaking. We know we get that guy. He's a, he's a yeah, but his he, motor goes, but we haven't got it from him yet because well, of the fact hurt. that he was hurt. Yeah, but right. he, his motor, we know where his motor's at. He's oh, into yeah. every play. He's running down guys ten yards wherever. But I, I want to see Nolan doing that. I want to see Nolan if he's learned and see that motor going. Because with that talent, that could be scary. You put McKinley's motor on Nolan. Look, I look. I expect Nolan to take a big jump this year. I really do. I absolutely do. Mm. Uh, one hundred percent. Yeah. I still expect my easy pick is McKinley Jackson. That is my. Yeah. I think McKinley Jackson could very easily by the end of this spring be be the best player on that defense, and that's saying a lot. I like what you're saying, but I just think guys that are coming like. Connor, freshman to sophomore year, I think they need to take a big step. Stewart, I like that pick because, well, Moose and Nice, we've pretty much seen those guys and what they can do. We know they're great. Yeah. But it's hard for them to keep but going. to me, to McKinley, get that much better. How much McKinley, better did Moose get? A lot. I mean, I know he, yeah, he's given opportunity. Time. Exactly. He needs more opportunity. It's not so much, I think he's already great, but it's did, did you watch him against LSU? I mean, the dude. I'm talking about body wise. He's a body no, but I'm talking bigger. about. Stewart can put on more weight. I thought he was the best player on that field against LSU. Oh, yeah. Like, he made plays that nobody else is making. But you say that from last year's game. The year before that, I thought Preston was the best receiver on the field that game. What happened to that guy? He, he fell to Jimbo. Exactly. But here's – and here's my point, I guess, with regards to McKinley. I actually believe that, in especially as a defensive lineman, mm-hmm. in your fourth year, the vet – you know, the physicality of that position. Yeah. And the way, like you said, his mode, I think he is going to be the most dominant player. Now, here's the other two guys that I'm just going to throw in there. These these are sort of uh, surprise, right? Could be okay. a surprise for you. Okay. When, one, maybe not so much, Tyree yeah. Chappelle. Oh, yeah. We, I expect him to Who's going to be big year. Yeah, yeah. another big year. <clears throat> Could be your best player on that defense. Yeah. Could be. Bryce Anderson. I can say I want to see that. That's what I want to see. I want to see the guys, you know, the younger guys moving up. I want to see the body change. I want to see what we saw last year when we went to that spring practice, the spring game, and we saw Antonio and um, mm. who Damani. was Damani. And we're like, man, those guys look like NFL players right now. I mean, you could just oh, see yeah. their arms, their shoulders, big. Your other guys look like not high school kids, but they, they just didn't look the same body. Oh yeah, that's why that's I want sick. to see the bodies changing. And that's what, you know. So, needless to say, from what we're saying is that there's a lot of talented players wow, on this we, team. That's without question. Without question. A lot of talent. Just it's poor coaching. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Next next four weeks. Next four weeks into this, obviously, Maroon. So, all game. we can say is Jimbo do a better job. That's all. It needs it's to happen. Yeah. Do a better, job. better coaching. This team is going to win the SEC West. Okay. I was going to say at least 500. But With better coaching, this team will win the SEC West. That is my. That is what I'm saying. Better coaching, win the SEC West. You're setting yourself up for disappointment right now. Well, no, because I don't expect better coaching. I'm not expecting this to win the SEC <laughs> West. But. All right, Aggies. Giggum. AP. Corey. Signing out. Adios.